Hello and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. I'm Sean Owen and I'm here today with Professor Mark Smith from the Department of Physics at Warwick University. Mark and his colleagues are currently involved in a collaboration with Imperial College in London and the University of Kent. This research is examining a new type of bioactive glass that effectively dissolves in the body, releasing calcium which stimulates the growth of new bone cells. Warwick is renowned for its use of NMR, or Nuclear Magnetic Resonance, and has been applying this technique to gain an understanding of how this bioactive glass functions. Mark, Warwick University has got a very strong history in the development of NMR, or Nuclear Magnetic Resonance techniques. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that and maybe the rationale behind this research? Yeah, absolutely. So Warwick was uh, had NMR in it from the very start of the uh, creation of the physics department, and it's kept its reputation as one of the centres for magnetic resonance, and it's built this up over the last uh, 40 years, uh, and it's kind of culminated really in the creation of the Melbourne House uh, Magnetic Resonance Centre that's brought both solid-state NMR, which is the group I lead, and uh, electron paramagnetic resonance to create really what is a, a world-class research centre. Now, NMR is a technique, and you can do many things with it, and what the speciality of the Warwick Group has been is to uh, look at disordered uh, and structurally uh, structurally unordered materials to try and find out more about them which uh, provides information that other techniques find it very difficult to uh, obtain and we have a wide range of applications that have developed in the group uh, looking at these uh, type of materials. So this this um, specialisation, this area that you specialise in has led to a collaboration between Imperial College in London and the University of Kent. Yeah. Can you tell me about this research? Yeah absolutely. So the original interest was simply to understand structures of disordered materials and the NMR provides one particular kind of picture glimpse of what the structure is. And so I started a collaboration a number of years ago now with uh, a group at the University of Kent with Professor Bob Newport, where he uses other techniques, particularly diffraction methods, to look at uh, the structure of amorphous materials, but from a different point of view. And what we discovered through our collaboration was that you build up a much more clear-cut picture as to what the structure is, by looking at it from these different points of views. So we then uh, developed a whole program of research looking at different amorphous glassy materials to try and understand them. And while we were doing that, it became clear to us that uh, the work at Imperial on their development of bioglasses and bioactive materials clearly could perhaps benefit from providing more understanding about the structural characteristics. And therefore we approached uh, Imperial and they were keen to collaborate to try and understand more about the materials. Now what we then moved on to doing was saying what is it that you need to know about the materials and it was it was clear that some of the key atomic scale factors in development of new bioactive materials were uh, inaccessible to the methods that Imperial had available to it at that time and so we, we, we started with a program of research to look at uh, uh, these materials and uh, several interesting things uh, uh, kind of came out of it. For example, in making a porous glass, there was very different. There was very different behaviour between glasses that were formed from high temperature roots compared to those formed by low temperature roots, where you could create a high level of porosity. And the NMR, in collaboration with the uh, diffraction, showed two very interesting facts. One is that when you put the porous material in contact with a simulated body fluid the calcium ions within the structure kind of fly in and out of the structure into the fluid very rapidly. And that was really quite an amazing result. Uh, uh, But that's one of the keys to have available calcium to stimulate the uh, uh, bone growth. 
the, the second thing was some of the defects that remain in the glass uh, when you make it from a low temperature route, such as the so-called hydroxyl groups, were clearly very important in determining the activity of the glass as well. And that then allowed the people at Imperial to go back and modify their glasses to make them uh, 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 to make the properties improved, and uh, uh, and that now they're now very effective uh, materials. Now the glasses themselves are very well developed. They're porous calcium silicate glasses, and in fact they now have approval to actually start using these as implants for uh, generating uh, uh, tissue growth within patients, and hopefully they will find widespread use. Although the current materials having good bioactive properties, they sometimes have uh, other properties that could be improved, for example, their mechanical strength. And that's where the project's going next, with Imperial trying to understand how you can make more complex materials to uh, improve some of the properties that uh, need to be improved, as I say, such as mechanical strength. And, and by mechanical strength, if you if you kind of translate this to how this would actually work, as you mentioned earlier, the the glass bones, so to speak, um, dissolve in the body and they're replaced by bones because this calcium mm. stimulates the bone cells to produce more bone cells. Exactly. Uh, so it grows back. But these, as it stands, aren't strong enough. And if they're going to be in patients, for example, elderly patients who need hip replacements, they need to have a stronger um, structure. That's absolutely correct. I mean, the materials are absolutely work very well in their stimulation of bone growth and the way they dissolve and get replaced by bone works perfectly. And therefore you can, you can use them in situations where you don't require that material to be load-bearing. Because obviously there's a period where you're, you, you're actually depending on your implant to be the material that's actually taking the, the weight, the load of the, of the system. Therefore if you don't have any load, it, you can automatically use it. But in a lot of uh, applications, like you say, there clearly needs to be some sort of facility where the material can take the load while it's being replaced by the bone because eventually obviously the bone that's growing will take over so you've got a period of time where you need in those applications the material to have sufficient mechanical strength and that's the one of the challenges that's being met at the moment. So this is the stage of research that you're at right now? Absolutely and there's some very exciting ideas coming out of the Imperial group uh, about ways they could make these more complex materials uh, but we need to understand and one of the key questions that need to be understood is when you make more complex materials particularly when they're multi-component materials can you understand how the components are interacting and it's often the interaction between the materials at the atomic scale that is determining how effective or otherwise the material is and it's then when these these uh, techniques the NMR the diffraction come into their own and they are uh, and we're bringing them to bear on trying to understand these novel materials. And um, finally what one thing that is uh, very clear from this research is the value of collaborating with other departments in universities. Can you talk about that for a second? No absolutely I'm, I'm very pleased to talk about that. I've been a strong believer that it's important for experts in techniques areas to kind of get out there and find people who can benefit from that expertise and it's also very enriching for one's research program. So this is, I would regard this as a classic example. So it's brought together NMR experts from Warwick, it's brought together diffraction experts from Kent, and it's brought together materials experts from Imperial. And the group as a collaborative effort is certainly much stronger for the interaction and allows people to do much more complete, much more uh, 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 exciting science. And I think it's really, it's really great to be part of a, of a team like that. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you.